um, and really, really understanding who you are as a person. Mm. So you might be someone who feels much more comfortable having uh, £20,000 in the bank rather than having £5,000 in the bank. Mm. If £5,000 is your total six-month expenses, mm. you might still feel comfortable just having 20 because that's just who you are, right? What you don't want to do is... Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yo, yo, yo. I am very well. I'm very, very good. It's been quite an interesting year. Um, So much has happened and so I'm really looking forward to this episode to talk about uh, how we can actually move forward in some different areas of personal finance. Absolutely, absolutely. And the area we are going to be focusing on is around investing versus savings um and that's obviously you know with context in mind we are um in october 2022 and it goes without saying the so-called economic crisis we're in um however as as annoying as it may be that we are in such a crisis it can and will probably have an effect on the way people manage their personal finances um Jax as you mentioned we're gonna do a quick episode today really honing in on saving versus investing you know on the woke finance podcast we I'll say we we have a fair bit to say about both uh, uh, approaches and uh, for various reasons, right? Um, so yeah, let's definitely take a deep dive into that. But we obviously can't go any further without giving a shout out to our listeners wherever you are in the world. A massive shout out and hopefully this episode is of value to you. Now, Jax, a reminder of the situation we, we're in with high inflation. Um, one of the, I guess, mechanisms that governments across the world um applies to bring down inflation we obviously know the effects of high inflation um is of course raising interest rates historically we've had uh very low interest rates they're fairly low if you look at you know historical numbers but they are rising and rising rapidly as we've discussed many a times on the um woke finance podcast now jacks talk to us a bit more how does this you know, with rising interest rates to, you know, control or cool down inflation, how does this benefit different groups of people? Should we focus maybe on savers? Yeah, so um, I think uh, when we talk about rising interest rates and its effects, its positive effects on on individuals, savers obviously come to mind. You know, we, we look at historic books, we look at things that we, we've been taught uh, from young and one of the things we were taught from young that in recent terms hasn't applied as as uh, directly um, as, it, as it was in the past was that of saving. And so mm-hmm. maybe that of our parents' generation will say, hey, make sure you save your money when you work, make sure when you work, make sure you save a decent portion of your income and that kind of stuff. And in recent times, we've said, actually, saving is not enough because of inflation and because of the low interest environment. You have to be very aggressive with your investment vehicle and put more money towards that because you will get a higher return. So yeah, now that interest rates are going up, um, that ideology of saving more make make more sense. Why? Because um, essentially the interest that you get on your savings can be higher than it has been over the past decade, I'll say. 
Mm. Now, now, Jack, let's talk about, and you know, if you're, you know, particularly from our community, when you grew up, we always used to hear a lot from, you know, our parents' generation, save, 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 man. We don't know what we're saving for, but save, 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 because it's really important. Now, going back to, you know, before 2008, you know, we obviously know historically interest rates were fairly high, you know, imagine putting something into um, just a savings account, very low risk, as we all know, and you're getting like 5% on, you know, 5% uh, per annum um, versus, I don't know, putting your money into the stock market where that is obviously, you know, um, a bit more higher risk um, than just putting it into a savings account. And so back in the days, there was quite a huge incentive for savings, right? Well, that's absolutely true. And you've hit a nail on the head. It really does come down to risk because what you find is um, when we are looking at uh, returns on, on investments, uh, professionals and analysts, what they will look for is something in relation to what we call a risk-free rate, which is your ability to earn a return on your savings without taking any sort of risk, um, mm. which they normally use uh, government bonds and that kind of stuff as, as a proxy. But you can also think of it as just your savings in your bank account because it is risk-free mm. um, in the sense that, you know, your money is, is not going to disappear by God's grace. <laughs> um, <laughs> and even if it did here in the UK, we have the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, which mm. protects your money up to £85,000, even if the, you know, the bank was to go bust, for example. So, yeah, um, historically, the idea of saving money and earning the high interest actually did make sense because you were able to actually benefit from the compounding effect uh, of earning a return higher than um than well not higher but you get a return without taking any risk whereas if you put the money in the stock market um at the time you are taking a level of risk um and there is no guaranteed returns because remember when you put money into a stock what you're doing is you're buying part, you're buying part of a business and that business can go bankrupt so hmm. Is it worth taking that level of risk when you could just earn 5% without taking any hmm. sort of risk? Then I guess, you know, the question, the answer is, well, generally, yeah, I want to save more than actually invest. Hmm. Love That's it, love the, it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and I guess just on that, you know, in a high interest um environment, you know, how, how, how do we envision that inf- affecting, you know, we will look at the current times we're in we don't really know how high interest rates will go to we can predict yes but only time will tell how is this affecting businesses and in effect how is this invest um infecting those that actually want to invest in business i.e in the stock market yeah so um if you are a business or ask your first question how does it affect businesses Mm -hmm. think about it a business has uh a business has to finance itself it has to uh get capital right and there's different ways to get capital you can get capital through equities or or you can get capital through debt so mm-hmm. um you can issue stocks you can issue equities that's what i meant you can issue shares um and people that buy your shares become part owners of your business um it will be it could be a very very small part but it can become part owner of your business they give you money and you um use that money and then you ret- you can return some of that capital back to the business in the form of dividends for example um, or you issue debt, um, you issue bonds where uh, other people, businesses and other investors can actually lend you money. And uh, when they lend you money, you will have to pay interest on that. And then you have to pay the principal back at the agreed um, term. So if it's mm-hmm. a 10-year bond, you have to pay back that money in, in 10 years. Plus all the coupons, and which is it is. Plus all the coupons, which is basically all the debt. Um, so the, all the interest that, that you have agreed. Okay, mm-hmm. so to answer your question, when you uh, when interest rates are high, obviously any debt 
that you're trying to issue or or that kind of stuff becomes very difficult because you're going to have to pay a higher interest, hmm. right? It also affects um, any lending you're going to get from the bank, right? If you're trying to get money from the bank as a business, the bank has to charge you a higher interest because we are in a higher interest environment. Hmm. Remember, interest rates are usually set set by the central banks. Here in the UK is the Bank of England, in America is the Fed, etc. And usually, uh, banks use the interest rate that these, uh, you know, these central banks set as the base rate, and then they put an interest on top of that. Mm-hmm. So um, when interest rates go up, then of course they have to, you know, lend you a higher rate as well. So just to answer that, yes, it affects businesses. It mm-hmm. makes the cost of borrowing higher, and also um, when we talk about inflation, inflation means the input costs of for businesses are also higher as well. So. Mm-hmm. If you're a business and you're, you're you're building materials, that raw material that you might want to manufacture to to actually buy that raw material is much more expensive as well. Mm-hmm. So a high interest and high inflationary environment is generally not good for businesses, and it's usually not good for stocks as well. Because um, and it can get a bit technical here, but I'll try mm-hmm. to explain it very well. Um, when analysts um, are trying to value. Um, how much a company should cost in terms of its stock price. What they normally use is a what we call a required rate of return. Sometimes we call it the discount rate. And essentially this rate is the rate that they will want to be compensated for taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually pegged to the um, to kind of interest rates around the economy. And so when inflation goes up and the interest rates are going up, the discount rate has to go up as well, which mathematically... And I say this again, it's mathematical because uh, the discount rate is actually a denominator in the mm. formula. It means the actual stock price has to come down. The valuation of the mm. stock has to come down when interest rates are high because the discount rate or the required rate of return is much higher. And for mm. that reason, stocks tend to come down as well, which is also not good for businesses because as they're issuing stock, they have to issue it at a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. I hope that's been helpful. That's quite technical, but I hope that that helps. No, it's technical, but very well articulated. And I think it's one of those, you know, um, bits where, you know, for our listeners, if it's quite new information, you can literally rewind and play it again and it will make much more sense the more you, you rewind that particular bit. But no, that was very well articulated and definitely understood. Um, no. So no, thank you for that. Um, So, you know, generally during this time, um, we can expect, you know, businesses obviously to be affected. It seems like it's quite a hard time for um, most businesses. Um, and in effect, you know, you've explained um, clearly how simply how this can potentially bring down stock prices as well. Um, for the everyday investor that is looking at this, um, you know, it doesn't look great when you're seeing stock prices go. And we've been seeing that for, I would probably say since November, 2021. And we've had several sort of crashes um, and we've had, yeah, just various crashes as well for the investor now is who is thinking, okay, it's a cost of living crisis. I've done the basics in terms of, you know, the the the, the first few stages to building wealth. I've got no debt, you know, I've um, saved up an emergency fund. I'm in that stage where I can be saving and investing. Now, the investor thinking, gosh, it's a bit crazy right now when it comes to investing because stock prices are going down. I do have a, hopefully I have, that person has a long-term horizon, but going back to that, Jax, they think it's a bit crazy for investing, but interest rates are going up and I've got, you know, a savings account. Maybe can I put some more money in there instead of investing? 
which way like in, in, in when when that person is thinking sort of saving versus investing during such a time like this where does one go to Jax man it's such an yes I, I feel it's it, it can be a difficult one for people to think about it is it is because it, it's it's um it's one of those ones where you ask the question and you don't really know the answer because I mean, where do we even begin? Um, should I be buying stocks? Should I be buying at these cheaper rates? Because we all have heard that this the best time to buy is when, uh, as Warren Buffett will put, it, will put it, when there's blood on the streets, right? Mm. So when stock prices have been hit really hard, that's when you want to be buying. But at the same time, interest rates are going up and we don't even know how much higher it's going to go. Mm. So one might think it's probably better for me to save some money and actually earn a higher interest than, than what I was only before rather than taking a risk in the stock market. Hmm. So uh, the answer really comes down to the individual, but I'll hmm. give you kind of some guidance. Um, like you said, if you've uh, built up your emergency fund and you've got cash coming in, I always tell people the key thing in personal finance and, and growing an investment portfolio is to earn more than what you spend. Hmm. As simple as that. If you earn more than what you spend, then you always have a residual amount that you can invest. And if you can keep that, kind of uh, distance of earning more than what you spend, you can, on a consistent basis, put more money into different assets. Now, we do talk about asset allocation, right? And we say there's different asset classes. And we talk about stocks, we talk about bonds, we talk about alternatives, we talk about real estate, and we talk about cash. So the key thing to remember is cash is also an asset class. It is an asset in itself. Mm. And if it's earning an interest, um, then it becomes more of a favorable asset in certain periods. Mm. So I'll answer your question in two ways. If you have an investment plan already and you are adopting a strategy of, let's say, dollar cost averaging or pound cost averaging, which means on a consistent basis, you've chosen to put a certain amount, a certain amount of money into, let's say, an index fund. And you do this every single month, it could be £100, £200, whatever. You do this every single month, single month without fail. In my humble opinion, why would you want to change that? Mm. Why would you want to change that? Especially as stocks are going down. Now, changing it doesn't mean um, it's wrong, but you have to ask yourself why. Mm. And it really comes down to the first few things that I'm sure our, our listeners have heard me say time and time <laughs> and time again, which is what is your actual objective in the first place? What is your risk tolerance, your ability and the willingness to take risk, right? And then what's your time frame? Your time frame is very long-term. The chances are you don't really want to move money into cash. You probably want to keep up the level of risk because the thing about this three, the objective, the time frame, and the risk tolerance is the longer your time frame, the more risk you can and probably should take. Mm. So you can use that as a guidance to say, if you have a long time frame, if you're investing through your pensions and the stock market is, is going down um, and yes, cash might be coming up, you don't necessarily need to adjust your asset allocation as long as you have the ability and that willingness to take the risk for the long term. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Um, on the other hand, if you are someone who um, wants to be a bit more of a tactical investor, which uh, the professionals do. So you've got your, what we call your strategic asset allocation. So you've got something that you do on a consistent basis anyway, but you want to be a bit more tactical. What you can do, and, and, and I say this lightly, is you can adjust how much goes into your portfolio and how much goes into cash, mm. but you probably don't want to stop one completely. Mm. So if you're putting in, uh, let's say 500 pounds every month into an investment portfolio, 
and now you notice that the uh that the interest that you're getting in cash is much higher you can say okay for this period where there's low interest so high interest um and there's higher risk in the stock market i want to put a bit more money into my cash portfolio mm-hmm. um let's say 200 pounds now and still continue doing 300 pounds into my investment portfolio mm. i think you can do that and you can change your tactical asset location around again next quarter i always mm. say if you're a tactical investor if you want to be tactical you probably want to do it in quarters rather than daily mm. <laughs> which is what unfortunately what many people do so I, I hope i hope that kind of gives a bit of a stare um mm. If you have a strategy already, the chances are you probably don't want to change the strategy as long as your personal circumstances hasn't changed. Hmm. Um, if you want to be more tactical, then you can change things around, but you probably don't want to change it too much as someone who is managing your own portfolio. If you have an investment manager or financial advisor, then of course, we would always encourage you to speak to them. Hmm. I love it, man. I love it. What I'm, I'm, what I'm also hearing from you is, you know, not moving to a point of, panic and drastic change from if hopefully one has um, a strategy already um would you say that's fairly accurate absolutely absolutely because unfortunately what you find is uh there are people that will try and justify moving to cash because of the high interest rates but really and truly they're doing it out of panic Mm. so it's not a tactical move it's a fearful move Hmm. And that's where you've got to be very, very uh, honest with yourself. Ask yourself, why am I actually making this move? And if you're going to go into cash, why are you going into cash and for how long? Hmm. Um, if you're going into cash because you're trying to time the bottom or when uh, the stock market crashes to the lowest point and then it starts rebounding, we know, we've heard it time and time again, that we can't time the bottom. Hmm. And we all know that time in the market, which means spending time and investing and being consistent and not ever selling and just consistently buying into a well-diversified portfolio of, of assets, time in the market actually gives much better returns than time out of the market and mm. trying to time the market. Mm. Um, and the reason behind this is um, even if you timed the market perfectly over a long period of time, even if you timed it perfectly, so you timed the bottom perfectly, um, versus someone who just stayed in the investment. If you timed it perfectly and somehow you still managed to miss, let's say 10 of the most, uh, they call it the best days. So days in which the stock market just turned like done really well in that specific day. Mm. There's 10 days in let's say 20 years. I can't remember how many years it was, but let's say it was 20 years. If you missed those 10 days because you're trying so hard to time the bottom and you actually successfully time the bottom, you will still not do better than the person who just stayed mm. invested. Mm. In fact, they will that. do significantly better. Mm. So just keep that in mind. And if you're going to change your asset allocation around, uh, do so with an understanding of what it means for your objectives, your time frames, and your risk. And not doing it out of fear, but doing it out of a real tactical asset allocation. Um, there's nothing wrong with increasing how much cash you have if you can forecast that maybe in the future your expenses are going to be higher. There's nothing having cash on hand for future investments. So just keeping a bit of cash, saying that, look, I want to keep a bit of cash for maybe a, a short time, but it's always going to go back into an investment portfolio. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. But if you're just saving cash because you're fearful um, and you don't actually have to because you already have emergency fund, you already got savings for other purchases, then the money still remains idle um, mm. if it's not earning a decent interest. So, Yes, it's subjective. It's subjective. Um, 
but you, you do you do have to kind of sit down and ask yourself what are the risks what are the returns and what does everything mean for your overall financial plan and I think the issue that I find with most people that invest unfortunately is they don't actually have an investment plan mm. um, and even before that they don't have an overall financial plan mm. right so they may say Peter that oh I've got a budget a budget is not a financial plan there's a mm. difference between a budget and a financial plan a budget actually is a tool to achieve a financial plan, right? Mm. So you create your financial plan, you create your retirement plan, for example, you create your financial plan and within your financial plan, you start to budget so you can use that as a tool to achieve your financial plan. And your investment plan is also part of the financial plan. It's just one segment of that financial plan. So I always encourage people, before you start even investing, always think about your overall goal. What is your financial plan? And then if you have an investment plan, you can adjust it accordingly, but it has to be adjusted in order to still meet your financial plan. Does that make sense? It makes perfect (laughs) sense, man. Just building on that, thinking about your financial plan. um, And this is just an assumption because it's so easy for us to think about things and we need to not go one step further. If it was in the workplace and someone said, put together a plan, you won't just think about it. You will literally write it down, document it, and it will be visually visible in front of you whether it's on a whatever document you want on your laptop or written down etc and I think that's one thing that we always need to do as with any plan any project um, we have to be agile things can change things can affect you know just the way we're delivering on the plan um, based on things like you know the objectives and you know risks and learning about how to mitigate those etc so I think going beyond thinking also make sure we've got written down financial plan before we even make that decision to um, invest yeah and and I think the, the last thing I would say is um, it is important to understand after everything I've said I still, I still would say it's very important to understand um, how emotions play in this game hmm. um, and really really understanding who you are as a person hmm. so you might be someone who feels much more comfortable having a uh, £20,000 in the bank rather than having £5,000 in the bank. Mm. If £5,000 is your total six-month expenses, mm. you might still feel comfortable just having 20 because that's just who you are, right? What you don't want to do is go to that £5,000 because someone has said that you only need that six months of mm. expenses. And then when something happens, you really start to panic hmm. because that panic will then cause you to make some irrational decisions that will hurt you later on. So it's really important to understand who you are as a person. Are you someone who requires security or are you a risk taker? Mm. So when we talk about the ability and the willingness to take risk, there's always that key part that some people miss out, the willingness. You have mm. to be willing to take the risk. Um, if you're someone who has experienced, uh, let's say, a financial shock or you've spent more than what you wanted. I, I use myself as an example, right? In the past, in, in 12 months, I've bought a house i've renovated and i've gotten married all in 12 mm. months i spent a lot of money in 12 mm. months. um what that means is i've sl- slightly deviated from my financial plan because my financial plan didn't actually have me getting married this year mm. <laughs> which means i've had to adjust and this we'll talk about tactical asset allocation i've had to adjust so that um in more recent times i am saving up more cash because i want to rebuild my cash buffer rather than investing as aggressively as um, I used to, let's say in 2020, 
right? So you can always adjust your asset allocation based on circumstances that may affect you, things that you might not see coming and that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you want to kind of move in a direction where on, on an average day, you're still working towards the overall financial plan, if that makes sense. No, definitely. Absolutely. The avenue might change um, as you're achieving that financial plan. As you said, you need to adjust based on, you know, sometimes external factors as well. But no, that makes perfect sense, bro. Yeah. So in answering the question, like, you know, should you should you save more or should you invest? Particularly during a cost, this cost of living crisis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And And that's something that I would actually encourage. I think you know, it is good to have that financial buffer, um, mm. the safety net, because uh, one of the jokes that I always say is, yes, uh, an emergency fund um, is an umbrella, mm. um, but sometimes we need a quality umbrella for when it, because sometimes mm. when it rains, it pours, <laughs> <laughs> right? And right now, the rain is not drizzle. It's mm. it's a storm, right? Mm. So sometimes you need to get those big, you know, those big solid umbrellas that, you know, uh, the wind, the wind it, it feels like if the wind blows, you actually fly with it, you know? Not those small ones that the wind blows and it actually just breaks. <laughs> um, so you might want to boost your emergency fund, especially in an environment where interest rates have gone up as well. Um, mm. That might actually help your savers out as well. Uh, but I think what I'm trying to encourage people as well is just because of that, don't let that steer you away from investing in what we call risk assets. Because if you have got that long term um, horizon, if you've got that long time frame, then risk assets are probably still your best bet. Mm. Um, the chances are you do better investing in businesses, quality businesses, um, than just saving money in the bank because inflation still does exist as well. Hmm. Uh, and I guess the truth of the matter is it does come down to actually choosing the right assets, quality assets. Um, I was listening to a, a conference call um, for a company that I just reported, which was PepsiCo. Mm. Um, and, and, and PepsiCo, um, they reported amazing, amazing numbers. And the question is, well, how are they doing this in such a terrible economic climate and inflation is high? How are they still reporting good numbers? Was because good quality companies that have that competitive edge are able to even pass off pass on that inflation cost in onto customers because mm. they've built that kind of loyalty, they've built that customer brand. Mm. And, and those are what we call quality businesses that can withstand storms, mm. right? So yes, you still want to probably still invest. Um, it's just about investing quality. Love it, love it, love it, man. Um, and that's what makes personal finance uh so interesting. Um, because there's you know, never, there's not always a straightforward yes or no, or this is, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, answer when it comes to things like this, it really is dependent on one's personal circumstances, but hopefully there was lots of value there a bit for everyone, regardless of what stage you are, even if you're literally, you know, um, being investing for a while and you're just thinking about how to allocate your money, whether you want to keep investing and, you know, increase savings or whatever you want to do there's something there for everyone and um, yeah. just for i guess maybe um and do let me know if, if it's pretty much similar to everything you've said but for maybe someone that has you know at, at that time where they feel they've studied quite a bit in, in in terms of investing they've not invested before they're a newbie but they've studied they've done their due diligence and they're ready to start they've got some money and they're thinking right now it's, a, it's looking a bit crazy should I just put this in savings and said I maybe invest in two years time when things calm down what, what will your mm -hmm. thoughts be around that 
Um, if the person come up to me and ask me for my opinion, I would say um, you want to get started straight away. There's mm. one thing about there's a difference with uh, studying something and reading about something than actually practically doing it. Mm. Um, there's some things that you have to experience through practicalities. Uh, and so I would definitely encourage the person to actually get started. Um, however, I would not encourage that person to go all guns blazing, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know, by the way, it could work out in your favor, especially when the stock market has been hit the way it has been going all guns blazing, maybe something that works really well, but I wouldn't encourage it because um, you have not got the experience of seeing volatility in the market. It's one thing reading about it and actually seeing it with even playing money and that kind of stuff. It's another thing when it's your hard-earned money. And so mm. that's my advice. I would say start off small, start off with small amounts of money um, and get an experience. Don't go all guns blazing, but don't, 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 don't stay out of it and try and time it. Mm, love it love it love it thank you very much for that Jax man uh for our listeners hopefully that's been uh useful um we're gonna give a quick shout out to where we're getting new listeners from today Jax we're gonna give a shout out to a city in Canada called Campbell River oh wow okay so I've been to Canada before but I've, I was Toronto um so anyway welcome to Walk Finance you're here with Jax uh, and Peter on this podcast we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. I hope you're enjoying the episode. I hope you're gaining tons of value. If you want to know more about what we do in the community, because what finance is first and foremost, a social enterprise where we actually go out in the community and serve under, under uh, serves youth between the ages of 13 and 21. So if you want to know more about that, head over to www.walkfinance.co.uk. But yeah, I hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you will gain tons of value by following us and engaging with us but also on instagram on instagram that's a walk finance team if you want to share ideas if you want to slide in our dms with ideas and topics you want us to cover don't be afraid to do so we'll definitely look at that and get back to you come on come on come on shout out to our listeners in campbell river over in canada and all over the world jacks man um being great just catching up and touching on this relevant relevant uh topic as well any final closing words before we let you go yeah, I think, um, as you said, personal finance is personal, right? That's what we call it, personal finance. And so um, everyone's uh, circumstances, ideas, risk tolerance, objectives, and financial plans may all differ. And so, as Peter said, as you said, Peter, we, we, you can't just have one answer hmm. um, that fits all. But what I would say is you are in a position of power if you are able to earn more than what you spend on a monthly basis. And I think that's the key thing. If you're able to earn more than what you spend and you don't use that money to do anything silly and you actually can save it or invest it, either way, um, you are putting yourself in a very, very, very positive position. And so that's what I think is most important. You want to be able to save more than what you spend on a monthly basis. Love it, love it. Thank you very much for that, Jax, man. Um, really useful. Always good to catch up as always. Until the next time, and for our listeners, remember all, stay, stay woke. woke.